0: Our scripture reading today comes from First John 4, verse 18, and it says, "There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love." Now you see crazy things on Facebook all the time, like really weird, bizarre stories, and I'm about to tell you one that made me laugh a lot. There was a story of a woman, and her husband had gone to work. She was home with the kids, and she was doing dishes in the kitchen. And she heard a knock at the door, and she wasn't expecting anyone, so she finished the dishes she was doing and went to the door. And no one was there when she got there, but there was a package sitting on the step. So she brought it in, and she sat it on the kitchen table, and she went back to what she was doing. After a few minutes, she got curious, though, because... She hadn't been expecting a package, and it was very rare that her husband ordered anything for himself, so she went and took a peek to see what was in the box. She immediately got very afraid. Her face went pale, and she became extremely frightened. As she looked down, and she saw a small metal object with wires sticking out of it at the bottom of the box, and she immediately thought, oh my goodness, someone has sent me a bomb in the mail. I don't know why. My family's never done anything to hurt anyone. And so she ran upstairs, and she got her kids, and she went to the neighbor's house. And she's trying to explain to the neighbor, you know, I think there's a bomb in my house. And the neighbor's like, well, have you called the police? And she said, no, and I I left my phone on the kitchen counter. And the neighbor said, don't worry, you can use mine, everything's fine, you just need to calm down. And so she went, she used the neighbor's phone, and she called the police. And the police come, and she's still so afraid, and everything's so hectic. And they're like, well, ma'am, you just need to stay back with the kids. It's fine. We'll go see what it is. So they're all geared up. The bomb squad goes into her house. And after a few minutes, they come back out. And one of them is obviously very amused. And she's a little bit upset. She's like, does he not understand how much danger my family could have been in? And so he comes up to her, and he said, ma'am? She's like did your husband order anything online recently? And she said, no, no, he never orders anything for himself. No, 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 he loves to spend all the money on me and the kids. He never buys anything online for himself. And he said, ma'am, I have a second question to ask you. Is your washing machine broken? And she said, yeah, how do you know? It's been broken for like a week. And he said, ma'am, that's a motor for your washing machine. And, of course, she's extremely embarrassed and really upset about the whole thing. And, you know, we can laugh about it because we've all made mistakes and been afraid about something that turned out okay. This is a very extreme example. But we all have things that scare us. Why are we afraid? This question has been asked by people for thousands of years. Even if you look in the Bible, fear is mentioned so many times. The first time. In Genesis 3, three chapters in, and we're already dealing with fear. In Genesis 3, verses 1 through 10, it's talking about the story of the fall and how that Adam and Eve Mm -hmm. eat of the fruit of the tree they're not supposed to because the serpent was like, oh, this will be fine. They make that decision to disobey the one rule God set for them, and they realize in shame that they're exposed, they're naked. So they quickly make some clothes for themselves and... Kind of hide away when they hear God coming because they're afraid from what they've done. This type of fear is tied to the things that we've done, the things we're guilty about. In Jonah 1, 7 through 10, Jonah's on the ship and there's a storm brewing. And the crew of the ship is terrified. They know something has happened, that somebody's here that shouldn't be here. Somebody's angered some God that's gotten angry and caused the storm to come up out of nowhere. This type of fear has to do with circumstances, the things around us we can't control. Another passage of Scripture, probably the most famous of these three, Matthew 8, 23 through 27, another storm. The disciples are going with Jesus, crossing the Sea of Galilee, and he's asleep on the boat, and a storm brews, and they're afraid, because they don't know what's going to happen. This type of fear has to do with our idea of what God can do. Our idea of how much God can do. Is God going to be enough to get us through this situation? The disciples saw Jesus asleep and thought, well, we can't ask him for help. These three basic types of fear, fear that has to do with things that we've done, fear that has to do with the world around us, and fear of how we view God, can be easily translated into things that happen in our lives today. So I ask again, what do we fear? Some people fear financial problems. I know I'm very young, but one thing that really hit me was uh, this past month I had to sign up for student loans and now I have $6,000 that I have to pay back at some point in my life so people don't come after me. (laughs) And it's hard to know that you have to be indebted to someone. We have fear that we won't make ends meet or fear that we're not going to have enough to get through this next thing. We have fear of illness. When the people we care about are sick, we want them to be okay. We want them to heal, to get better. And a lot of times, it scares us because it's outside of our control. We can also fear about the well-being of those we care about in spiritual ways. If we know people in our lives that are struggling, whether it be mentally or spiritually, and we see them go through these things over and over again, we want to be able to pick them up and to say, it's okay, and it's going to get better, and let me help you. But a lot of times, we have to just wait and pray. We spend countless hours worrying over things that we can't control and trembling in fear over circumstances that might not ever happen anyway. Oftentimes when we look at these fears, when we're going through them, they seem absolutely terrifying, huge and giant and impassable. But when we look back on them, it seems silly that we so got so worked up over them to begin with. When I was little and I went to my grandparents' house, one of my favorite VHS tapes was called Toyland. And it was actually a Christmas movie, but I watched it all the time. And it was about Jack and Jill um, and all these mother goose characters and they're trying to save Christmas from this evil, grumpy old man and these goblins. Now, this is animated. It's like a 90s animated movie, so it's nothing crazy, nothing that should have caused me to be afraid as a child, but for some reason, those goblins scared me so much as a kid. They were purple, and they had fangs and wings, and when I was little, probably in I don't know, maybe like second or third grade, I had a nightmare that I went downstairs to our basement because that's where our playroom was. And that one of them jumped out and got me. And I was afraid for a long time after that to go downstairs to get anything by myself. Now, you can laugh at me all you want because I'm laughing at me about this. But this seemed like such a big deal when I was a kid. But... When I got older, I realized that it was silly, and I had no need to worry or be afraid. Fear is natural in small doses. We use it for survival, like common sense. If you've got common sense, you're going to be afraid of some things. Like, you're not going to go up and grab a snake you see in the woods and think, oh, I'm going to pick this up and play with it, because it has rattlers on it. It looks cool. Or you're not going to... Go jumping around. If you're two stories up, cleaning windows, you're not going to lean on out and say, this is fine, this is fine. We have these natural fears to help keep us safe. Fears of snakes and spiders because they're poisonous sometimes and fears of heights so we don't fall and hurt ourselves. But in the modern world, in our minds, we often fear things that aren't even physical. We feel failure And rejection and being alone and not being enough. We want to protect ourselves from these invisible opponents and keep ourselves safe from the idea that we're not good enough. It's not natural when these types of fears become all-consuming and immobilizing. When we get to this point, all we can ask is, what can I do to fix this? What's the remedy to all this fear and anxiety? Let's go back to our main passage. It says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. The main idea of this passage, love casts out fear. Love drives out fear. Love pushes away fear. Specifically, God's love. There was a story of a man who had a small child who he had a very close relationship with. He loved his son so much, and when the time came for his son to start school, his son was very afraid. He'd never been away from his father before. And he said, Dad, I don't want to go without you. So the father took his son aside and said, It's okay, son. I love you. And even when I'm not there with you, I'll be thinking about you. And if you ever need me, I'll be there and I'll come. And I'll help keep you safe. So soon the child grows a little more. And he becomes a little more comfortable with going to school. After their walks to the school building, he's not clinging to his father's legs like he was before. He'll run and go play with his friends. And he's excited to go to school. A few months later, an earthquake strikes the town that they live in, and the school is absolutely demolished, flattened. The father, as soon as the quaking stops, runs down the road, runs down the street towards the school. He looks and he sees that the building is completely flattened and demolished. There are parents around crying, My son, my son, or my daughter, my daughter, or where are my children? But no one's looking to dig in the rubble. He begins digging in the rubble, and people at first begin to applaud him saying, oh, well look at that dad, isn't that brave? But after a while, they begin to say, you know it's pointless, that no one could have survived that. But he continued digging, because he had a promise to keep to his son. He dug for six hours, then eight hours, then 12. He continued digging through the rubble. 24 hours, 36 hours. And finally, after 38 hours of digging, he heard a sound. And he heard his son's voice. He said, Dad. And there, in a little air pocket between the concrete and the rubble, there was his son's class. All the children and the teacher completely unharmed. And the son looked and he said, See guys, I told you my dad was going to come. He's going to help us. If this is the love of a father who is a human, who makes mistakes, who doesn't have the answers to everything, if this is the type of love a father on earth will show us, how can we even begin to imagine the way God loves us? God loves us like we are his own children, and he will always be there to rescue us and to help us when we fall. When we are confident in this type of love that God offers us, We don't need to be afraid anymore. We have the same things that we have to face. We have the same financial problems, the same illnesses, the same concern for our family members and friends that have addictions or mental problems or spiritual needs. We still have that fear of failure, that fear of rejection, of being alone, of not being enough. But we have those things with the knowledge that God can fix anything. And that he loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. When we begin to understand that he wants what's best for us. And that anything that we face is to help make us better. Then we can begin to understand that we have no reason to be afraid. In conclusion, I want us to be very honest about our fears. Are we afraid to address certain areas of our life? Like I was afraid as a child to go downstairs. Do we have things that we're blocking out that we don't want to deal with because we don't want to face the consequences and what that will mean for us? When we begin to understand the depth that the Father's love has, then we can find comfort in knowing that he's ready to dig us out of whatever place we're trapped in, no matter how long it takes. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.